Good. Good? Good. Hey, I went and saw um, Sleep No More. Do you know anything about this? Sleep No More. Is this a play? Well, funny you should ask, Jeffrey. It Sleep is... No More. Wait, wasn't that a band? Well, that's Faith No, that's, no More. That's Faith No More. Yeah. Sleep No More is the New York City production of an immersive work of theater created by the British theater company Punch Drunk. Yeah. It is a 100,000 square foot of interior warehouse space on five, six floors that they've turned into a hotel slash uh, like psychiatric institution from the 20s slash 1930s noir hotel slash stuff like a town and a crazy nightclub and uh, a forest and a... And what do you, you just walk through it or you, is there a path or what you, do you... You wear, it's three hours long you're in there. You, it's like a Scorsese movie. You wear a mask, <laughs> like oh, yeah? like eyes wide shut kind of. You can't talk. And you walk you around. You can't talk. If you talk, they kick you out. No talking. You they walk around. You yeah. There's like, basically, there's people in black masks who like stand in the shadows and if like stuff goes down, they'll like come what and tap you, you on the shoulder. The bathroom is? Well, you can, no, you can do that. But like, you can't like just like you and I can't have a conversation during it. And, uh, well, I don't think I need to go then. Well, <laughs> you and I not having a conversation. What is the point? <laughs> I'm mic'd up. You know, you're telling me I can't talk. <laughs> What's this shit? <laughs> yeah. And there are performers doing, playing, basically pantomiming and dancing scenes from Macbeth. And there's full frontal nudity and there's like. Hey, Pe no. People, yeah, people, and in the end, the, the spoiler alert, uh, 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 Hamlet dies, is hung, and is swinging across the ceiling and on top of you, like at the end of three hours. But here's the crazy thing. You can go anywhere you want and look at anything you want. So you could go in one of the offices of one of the buildings or whatever it is, go through the drawers, read everything. It's like set decoration to the level that you can't even imagine. Just don't read it aloud, though. Am I right? Huh? Well, at my age, I can't read it at all because the light level is so <laughs> low and you couldn't wear glasses. <laughs> um, but you but here's the crazy. Here's the weird thing. So if you are lucky enough, quote unquote, <clears throat> this is all spoilers, by the way, if you want to see Sleep No More, although it's closing in three weeks after 12 years, it's been there for 12 years. There I are guess, there are it, all the dudes in it look related. That's very strange. Uh, one of my friends is actually in it currently. It's my it's friend been Robin there long Parrish. enough that they're all brother and sister. Actually, their parents were brothers and sisters. And then, you know, uh, uh, well, so you can get what's called a one on one. Most of the time, the cast completely ignores you like you're a ghost. You don't exist. They'll like push right through you. Right. But sometimes you'll be in a hallway an empty hallway and a cast member walk by you or you walk by a cast member and you stop and look at them and suddenly they'll look right at you in the eyes. Like they know you're there yeah. and they take your hand and they whisk you into what's called a one-on-one. -on -one. 
It's like a lap dance, kind of <laughs> basically. Like and a, you went, you went up. <laughs> do I have to bring singles to this place? <laughs> what What is this? <laughs> uh, yeah, are basically. There poles? Are there poles involved here? Well, well, you know, here's the thing. I get whisked whisked into a room with this guy who turns out is the bellhop of the hotel, this like fictional hotel in the thing. Mm-hmm. He takes me into this room. He takes my mask off. Oh, I see where this is going. He sits me down, all nervous, sits down across from me, and then takes a hand mirror on the table and like turn, looks at it and primps a little bit and then turns it so that he and I are both looking at each other through the hand mirror. And then he jumps up, he grabs a box off the shelf. There's a, like, you know, boxes everywhere. He grabs one of the boxes off the shelf, takes it down, pulls out lipstick and slowly smears lipstick on his lips and then pulls out a wig and like puts the wig on. Like a like a long haired like female wig. This is like a dream you were telling me about one time. Oh, you have no idea. Then he's primping, <laughs> fixing the thing. He knocks the mirror over, and there's a ring underneath Jeffrey. Yeah. And then he picks the ring up, and he looks at me, and he grabs my hand, and he slides it onto one of my fingers. And then he stands up with me and pushes me against the wall, and like hugs me, and and says, "Thank you." And then puts my mask back on, pushes me out the door, and locks the door behind me. <laughs> That same thing happened to me at a truck stop in Austin. <laughs> Hand to God. Same thing. <laughs> it was the, it was one of the stranger things I've ever done. Yeah. Anyway, if anybody wants huh. to see Sleep No More, it's there for another month. And it was really weird. The thing is, is that there are people who go, there are people who become obsessed with it because you, there's people. There's, I couldn't do it. There's cast members acting or doing their parts all over the five floors simultaneously. Yeah. And it you, loops three times. So you could like, no. if you're somewhere 15 minutes after the hour, this thing, you have to be somewhere else if you want to see something else. There are people who you, go back you, a dozen times. Bill, you know me. I couldn't go through it and not ask questions. I would <laughs> like, get kicked out. Wait, repeatedly. why is the... <laughs> what do you do? Okay, wait a minute now. If, if this is... Are you related? You look related. Listen, I can't wait to talk to my friend who's in it once it closes because i'm sure right now she can't like really tell me all of the you know yeah. the secret stuff but what a great gig though 12 years has she been there the whole time no she's been there she's only been there for a few months it's like hotel california you can't leave well they keep yeah they keep swapping out the parts here's the cra- the scariest part of the whole thing though is that when you first walk in you go into like a hotel bar and then they like call you up and Heather bought tickets that we were like at the front of the line so they're like all right everyone who was given an ace card come forward or whatever you know you're like the first set to go up and they split Heather and I up they like stop her and put her in the second group because they see that we're together because they want to break you up and we all get in the elevator and we read beforehand like be the last person in the elevator I, I'm not going to tell you why, but you should be, you know, like, yeah, you know, right, so, right, right. so anyway, I ended up, oh yeah, go ahead for me. And I get on the elevator and the elevator goes up and the guy in the elevator says, you know, put your masks on, you know, no talking during the thing, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, but a little bit of like a no windows and no doors, yeah. you know, like it's, it's no windows. <laughs> Come on, do the whole thing. And no doors. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so we get we get to the floor. I don't know what floor it is, right? The door's open and I'm like looking at him like, am I supposed to get off? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I oh, get wait, off. You, but how come you didn't get kicked out? You asked the question. Well, I, I, I pantomimed. Should, oh. I was like, you know, and he's just like, uh-huh. And I get off, Jeffrey, figuring everyone's getting off behind me. Doors closed behind me. I'm the only one on the floor. I was on the first elevator. 
and I'm on the fifth floor, which is a loony bin from the 1920s. Right. And I'm walking around and there's a nurse who doesn't believe that I'm there, like making beds and drawing baths yeah. and walking around. And there's a padded room and a mm. surgery theater. Mm-hmm. If you were somebody who had like psychological problems or was scared of getting, you know, caught in like a loony bin. Oh yeah. If yeah. 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 <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my God. No. Anyway, no. just wanted to How put you, that okay. out there. How do you, okay. Just let, let's talk about, let's talk about the mechanics of this for a yes. second, because yeah. this, this is kind of fascinating. How do you pitch something like this? Because it's gotta be a substantial amount of money to stage and, and maintain. Oh, the building is huge. And there's, how do you, pitch this to a group of investors when you can't really give too much away because then you're giving away the secret you know they're going to go tell people well i so know how do you pitch something yeah, like this do you i think? know that they did they did it originally in boston in like 2007 2008 or something around mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um and i i think it's sort of a, i don't know if it was cheaper than doing it in new york or whatever it is they did it in boston uh and to the I, same level of detail, I think it may have been a smaller scale, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that, I, I'd imagine that, you know, you need the $10 million to do it at this scale, right? But you don't need Is that to, what it costs $10 million. I have no idea. I'm, oh. I'm, I, I would, my guess. Yeah. I mean, it's an entire building in Manhattan that they turned into the McKittrick hotel. And okay, you walk so the McKittrick in and, Hotel is is a fictional place. It's not the name of the building that it's currently right. In. It's a fictional okay, place. Okay, that, okay. Yeah, and 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 you go up into the hotel bar, and everyone is in costume, and or you know everyone's in character doing stuff. And there's like a band playing and stuff. And and any time during the three hours, if you either feel overwhelmed or tired or want to drink, you can go back down to the bar and sit down. And I did at one point two hours in. I was just like, I'm just going to go sit there for a minute and take a breather because you're walking up and down stairs for three hours. You know. And so can I, you talk in the bar? Like, yes, you, in the you bar, you things? can go talk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, and I'm sitting there in the bar and I order a Coke and I'm just sitting there and it's, there's only a handful of people in there because it's, you know, in the middle of the thing. And then a, a guy walks in with a double bass and just stands it up in the middle of the hallway. And he's just like, and he starts playing for like two, three minutes, you know, just him like really good. And then all of a sudden I don't guy with a trombone like across the room like has a you know a, a mute in his trombone he's just like sitting yeah, in yeah, a chair yeah. like starts playing along with the guy and i was like okay this is pretty cool because if i was inside right now i would have totally missed this like weird little thing that's happening in the bar right now right and they just and then somebody goes up and sits down on the drums kit and puts up the cymbals and like it was it was it was kind of cool i'm i'm fascinated in this from from a behind the scenes creativity putting it together standpoint but i think i would find it very uncomfortable to actually go through uh, yes the most interesting part to me was the first half hour or so where i you know i i've played enough video games as a kid that sort of fleshing out where i am and how you get from here to there and oh i go up these stairs and around that corner and i'm in the hotel okay and then i go down these stairs and i'm in the you know graveyard and you know what i mean like putting that map together in my head Right. Walking around all of the spaces the first time was, to me, the most interesting thing. There are a lot of people who follow the characters the whole time because they're like trying to piece together the story. I honestly couldn't give a crap about the so, story. Wait, is there a main narrative that's happening or is it just all a bunch of random little sort of tableaus? It's basically it's Macbeth and Rebecca. You know that it's a it's a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's Rebecca and Macbeth 
mixed together. And huh. so there is a story sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like in the but sense where does that Hamlet come into the whole thing or Macbeth. It's not Hamlet. I, did I say Hamlet? I'm sorry. It's Macbeth. Cause uh, yeah, Macbeth's the one, the uh, lady Macbeth. Yes. So there's, Oh, okay. Cause yeah. earlier in the conversation, you said Hamlet uh, dies. I'm, I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. What's uh, Hamlet Macbeth, doing there? Macbeth dies. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Uh, uh, and so I would imagine though, from, for your point of view, uh, just the set direct decoration and the yeah. art direction is yeah. unbelievable. Everything like the, the, you know, you could, you could go behind the counter in the hotel and like read the, the book where people log in, you know? See, I, I would almost, mm, I would almost love to get in touch with somebody and, and, you know, sort of going through space mountain with the lights on. I want to see all the stuff. Yes. I, I, and, and I'm like, walk me through it empty and just let me look around. Yes. And turn up the lights a little bit because it's so yeah. dark. You can't yeah, see yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is really trippy. And then there are rooms that are open sometimes and not open other times. Like if you come back huh. here an hour later, this door is unlocked where it's Interesting. locked now. Like it's really. 12 I Im- years this thing's been here. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's like a whole, it's a whole immersive theater thing. It's like there was another one where it was a wedding and you're a wedding guest. Uh, see, I wouldn't go to that. And like wedding. the wedding people are all actors, but like you're there as a guest watching the wedding reception happen. Mm. Like I, it's, I guess my point, I guess part of this is the, the, this is a, the whole idea of immersive theater is obviously a not re- relatively new thing, probably in the last few decades, right? Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you could come up with examples from 1612 or whatever it is, but like the idea that like this kind of thing, where it's like, I am walking around inside of a big giant thing that's happening around me and I'm kind of part of it, but kind of not. Um, are there new vistas to be, to be drawn? Like, are we limited by photography, painting, movies? theater you know what i mean like is this a good idea or is this a blip um i heard something the other day mm-hmm. that uh might get us in the ballpark okay. and somebody was talking about ai and vr and okay. they were the, the guy was saying that that in the not too distant future Act, for lack of a better word, I'll paraphrase, physical experiences are going to be the realm of the rich and everyone else will experience it through headsets. Yeah. You can't go to Disneyland, but you can go on Space Mountain by putting your headset on. Yeah. And and it'll start yeah. with obviously very expensive vacations. That can, But all I kept coming back to was Total Recall. Like we'll, we're, we're going to give you the memories of having gone on vacation for three weeks. We'll even, we'll even give you some photos, some sure. AI generated photos and, and, yeah. you know, composite you into the Peruvian rainforests or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and you'll think that you were there, but you never left, you know, Baltimore. Well, and, and why is that any different? Yeah, I mean, you get into well, that I sort mean, this, of, this, yeah, th- this is a group. <sighs> This is a big topic, right? I think it's a great discussion. Like it, at some point, you know, if it feels real and yep. you have those memories, and is there a difference? It's a really know. difficult thing to, to, I mean, there, okay, here, this is, uh, I, I like where you're going with that. I'm just going to add another thing to it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I read a book this last week, you know, anyone who's listening to the show knows I'm obsessed with that John Singer Sargent painting right? The Daughters of Edward Darley Boyd. It's up in Boston. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
while we were up there at the sergeant show a few weeks ago, there was a book in the uh, shop that was called Sergeant's Daughters. It's just about, it's like a biography of that. It's called a biography of a painting. It's like Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. through the sergeant and the family and the painting of the painting and the critical reception of the painting and the history of the painting and what happened to all the people in it and all the rest of it. And by the way, if you like our history at all, I found this book absolutely fantastic. I ordered it on Amazon. But there's a quote in it right at the end, second to last page. And the woman says, even in an age of instant access to color images, devotees trek to Boston to see the original canvas. Travelers on a pilgrimage as meaningful to them as to visit a sacred relic, right? And there is a thing. I can go look at that painting at probably 10,000 by 10,000 pixels on Google whatever that museum thing is. You know what I mean? Right. But that's different than seeing it in real life, isn't it? It's 100% different. I had, a, I had a conversation with my friend Michelle at the National Gallery about this very thing, about how they are moving towards digital collections and, you know, VR and, and having you experience things remotely. And, and is there a difference? And I think for me, in person, in books, on screen, in that order. Right. But see, I I might say I would have said that 10 years ago. I now might put screen over book just because you can zoom in on a screen and screens have gotten a lot better. Yeah, but it's still a there's still for me, there's still something about the physicality of the object. Okay, that's fair. You know, like I I bought the Rothko book. There's a, a Rothko on paper exhibit at the National Gallery right now that's really brilliant, really, really good. Uh, which is kind of a great year for Rothko, right? You've got the the paintings in Paris and you've got the paperwork in D.C. Is it is it there in a couple of weeks when I'm down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we we'll should check, totally we'll, go. Yeah, and we'll there's go a Dorothea Lang show that's fantastic as well. Okay, keep going. Um, and so I got the book. And, and you know, for Michelle, you know, she's like, eh, you know, the book's okay. There's not a lot of, you know, scholarship in it. There's not a lot of essays. Well, that's great because I... Not that I don't care about it, but I care more about having a record of these photographs, have a photographic record of these paintings that likely won't be seen in my lifetime again. Yes. Yep. yep. So for me, having these in one place, yes, I can go online and see some of them. They don't have all of them, but they have some of them. They are doing a a catalog resume of all of the works on paper, 2,600 plus works in one volume. So that'll be great. Um, But you know, and I, I take your point about zooming in and looking around, but there is still something about the, 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 the printed material that I, yeah, that's fair. You know, I like to hold it in my hand. I don't want to have to go, oh, oh, hold on. Let me, let me turn on my computer and find the, oh God, I find a webpage. Oh shit. You know, there's a broken link. Now I can't see it. Mm. I'd rather just go grab the thing off the shelf and go, you know what? Leaf through this. No, just, I just, yeah. You know, and, and, and I mean, to your original point, listen, you know, Heather and I have gone to Europe three times in the last year to see art. Yeah. I mean, yes, we don't have kids. We don't own an apartment. We're like, we've made decisions in our lives to, to do these things. These are the experiences we want to have. But like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. wait, yeah. You, you're, you're, you've, you've gone across the world to see things on, you know, to see oil on canvas. Yeah. Like it see it, it, to certain people, I'm sure that would sound nuts. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, but I wouldn't give up those last three trips for anything right now. Yeah, you yeah. know, I had such a good time and I I enjoyed it so much. 
but it is, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it, there are, but I think part of it is with even this, this sleep no more thing. And I keep saying faith no more because <laughs> no, Conrad and I've been doing it the last week too. It's like, we're going to go see faith no more. What is Are they back it? together? Seriously? <laughs> what is it? Right. Um, you want it all. Um, but it was an experience. We're still talking about it three days later. I, yeah, I mean, I, I can appreciate, I definitely can appreciate the fact that it was this experience. I would have a hard time not talking. I mean, that's, that's sure. the thing is like not asking people like, what's going on here? How do you, you know, I, the older I get and the more I allow myself to engage with people out in the world, the harder I find it not to engage with people out in the world. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's, it's. You know, do we, I don't know if we talked about this last week or if it was during my therapy session last week, which was last Wednesday. Uh, the idea that it's okay that not everyone likes us, you know, like. Wait, what now? Uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um. It, <clears throat> So last night I watched a, uh, this is coming around to it. Uh, I watched a thing. I put it up on Instagram. You know, this Destin guy from Smarter Every Day? Yeah. The, you know that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Alabama engineer guy, kid? Sure. Okay. He got invited to go speak to a symposium of NASA, like rocket engineers and program managers. Basically the people who are theoretically running the Artemis stuff, trying to get us back to the moon. Right. And he did a video. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long because it's his hour long talk. And then he intersperses like a few things where he goes back to him at home. And he's just and he says, you know, I was asked to come speak there and I was talking to my friends about what it is that I wanted to say to them. And they said, you know, you really might want to think about not saying those things to them because it could affect your ability to work with them in the future. Like, because they don't what agree with his point of view or his well, take on something. So uh, yeah. So and he said, you know what? I just this is all at the beginning where he doesn't even say what he's going to say, and he's just like, but I decided, you know what? Like I have to say what I have to say, and whatever happens, happens. And he goes in and he has this whole thing about how he makes his videos where he starts friendly and then he gets heavy and then he comes back to friendly. It's like how he does his videos. And he's like, so this is how I'm going to do my thing. He's like, I love you guys. Like, he's like, but here's a scoreboard. And he pulls up a scoreboard. And on the left, it says Apollo. And on the right, it says Artemis. And the Apollo has six runs on the board. And Artemis has zero. And he's just like, so let's look at like your flight plan. And he pulls up the flight plan. And it's just this crazy thing where there's like this six day long elliptical orbit around the moon instead of like a low orbit around the moon, like an Apollo and stuff. And he's like, why did you do that? Like, why, why is it this way? And, and he's just like, see, none of you will even talk about it. You don't like, you're so scared to say anything. And somebody says, it's because of communication stuff. He's just like, no, no, no. And he goes through and he goes, it's because you didn't have the funding to do this. So this is the ship you have. And so you're doing it this way. Cause it's a, it's like basically a necessary evil. Cause you couldn't do it the way you wanted to do it. But in doing it this way, it's so complicated that if there's like a medical problem on the thing, you can't pick the people up for five days. He's just like, he's like, you made it more complicated than the way we did it 40 years ago. Mm. And he mm -hmm. goes into this whole mm -hmm. thing and he's like, mm -hmm. he's like, there was a, there was an article written 
by the Apollo people, and it was called like Why Apollo Worked or something like that. It was like a thing written by NASA, a report written, you know, after Apollo was over. And he's like, how many of you have read this? And he's like, just don't put your hands up. Just think about it in your head. And he goes, if you haven't read this, you're out of your mind. Like, and I have no respect for you. He's just like, he's he's basically <laughs> nice. just like, they broke down exactly the mistakes they made and the things they fixed and why it ended up doing it. He goes, and it was all about communication. It was all about like every quarter there was this movie made that was sent to everybody about like why this thing on this pump and like why we're changing this and doing that. Hmm. And like everyone was talking to each other. There's all these communications. He says, I'm sitting in a room with a, with, you know, a bunch of you right now. And you can't even speak up to tell me why you have a certain thing in your plan. He's just like, it's not going to work. You're not going to get any score on the board unless you can talk about it, you know? And it was, I mean, it was like, really, it's, it's amazing. If you're at all interested in that stuff, the way, I mean, he's like, he's light, a little bit lighter than this about it, but he's pretty, you know, like, come on guys, you know, um, uh, put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes. But what, what and, it, and if you can find it, put a link to the why Apollo worked thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and and his whole thing though is basically just like, look, they've got six missions they landed on the moon. What you know? How, what do you? What do you got? You got nothing right now, and you have forty right. more years or whatever. He's just like, didn't, you know, didn't India just land a probe? And China's a, got one going later yeah, in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probes are one thing. People is a, is a whole other thing. But but don't they both have programs in the works? Yes. Yeah. Totally. And and one of the things that he said though is just like you know when you when when Apollo was taking off the moon, the ascent module that went back up from the LEM, the half the LEM that went up. He's just like. It used hypergolic fuels, which are fuels that don't need, they're like so nasty chemically that when they touch, they ignite, right? Like they don't need, you don't need a spark basically. Right, right, right. He's just like, your new system doesn't, uses these other fuels that needs a spark. He's just like, that's more complicated. Why did you do that? You know, he's just like, the old thing in Apollo was that there was explosives that fired that basically cut umbilical cables between the bottom and top half of the lunar lander. So when it took off, it could like, you know, go. And he's just like, and if that didn't work, there were wire cutters that were brought to the moon where one of the guys who had a better suit, whichever suit was in better shape, could go back outside and cut them by hand. Right. He's just like, and then one of the guys said that there was actually a step after that if that didn't work. Right, 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 right. He's just like, you know, they thought of everything and had redundancy yeah. upon redundancy upon redundancy. He's just like, don't bring in technology where technology doesn't need to be. Like think you, 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 you guys spent four hundred thousand dollars developing a pen. <laughs> Russia brought a pencil. Exactly that that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, and and but just the fact that he's talking like that, and I think that <sighs> there, there's so much stuff done where I, he he was really scared to go into the room to say this because he, at the end of it, he's just like, "See, I get to leave, and I hope we're still friends." <laughs> He's just right. like, but like, I'm, I'm coming here and I'm talking and I'm leaving. And like, you have to deal with all the things that I said. He's just like, you know, I don't work here. I'm not a program manager. I'm, this is just a hick guy from the outside who doesn't have any skin in the game. But like, I know about systems engineering because that's what I do. And I see serious flaws in everything that I can see publicly. And he wasn't scared to do that. And in fact, somebody, he even said, you know, if one of you gets up in a meeting and brings this stuff up, if you're scared to do that, he goes, that's a problem. He said, if you, if you got, if you got fired because you said something like this, but it actually made the thing better. He's like, well, that's, that's just the way it is. You lose your job because right. the job right. is to get people to the moon and get them back in one piece. The job isn't to keep your job. 
And if you don't speak up, you may end up with Challenger. Yes. And, and he even brings up Apollo 1, the fire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like, Apollo changed after the fire. And it's because something really terrible happened. He's just like, don't set yourself up to have something terrible happen. Right. Don't make don't make catastrophe the agent for change. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. 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 Uh, so anyway, it was it was like really heavy. And but it was it made me think about the fact that, you know, there are times and most of the times you and I say what we want to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, I'm writing down your thing of change because that was really good. Um, the, but but there are times when I hold my tongue a little bit because I don't want to like, you know. We are talking to thousands of people. Well, yes. And the Internet is a different Petri dish than you know, a symposium of hundreds of people that you're yes. looking at and who are looking back at you. And I don't think any of my views are so upsetting that I'm going to like get canceled socially or whatever it is. But like, I think I, I have views that would make other people go, oh, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I've said a few in the last couple of weeks that I'm just like, oh God, am I going to get people pissed off? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. what, what? I, I got one life to lead. It's the, but, but, I mean, at, at some point you have to make a decision. Do you want to be patronizing or do you want to be authentic and honest and yeah and and sort of stand by you know i i don't want to hide behind political correct i don't want to be cruel right to be fair i don't want to be you know mean-spirited and but i also don't want to just go along i mean there are some things happening politically right now that i really really that that the left is doing that I really don't agree with. Yes. And if you want to talk about it with me, great. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's Um, a lot of people who don't want to talk about any of that stuff because it's easier not to talk about it. No. And And it's easier. Yeah. And I think it's all right that, you know, um, like a couple weeks ago when I, I was just saying how the, the, the pictures they were taking in that video just weren't very good. And I was like, come on, like get somebody who's like a really good portrait guy for whatever it is. And it's funny because I watched, those same people do a review of a phase one camera, mm-hmm. like a, a wide angle, like landscape camera. And he was out in the, the, the wilds of, you know, wherever they are up in, in, in uh, Canada. And the pictures were really great. And I was like, Oh, that's why. Cause this guy's like a landscape shooter. He's not a portrait guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, maybe mm-hmm. that's, that explains it and that's fine. But like, I don't want to sit around and, never say what I think because I think it's interesting to say what I think. I think I think life is really boring if everyone just keeps their opinions to themselves. Yes. And it's it's I mean, if if you get if you get people who are okay with not necessarily conflict, but but differing views, that can be a much more interesting conversation than just a bunch of yes people sure. sitting around agreeing with one another. And and I don't mean that, you know, Every time I write something on, well, not Twitter, but like put up a Twitter post about how I don't like guacamole. It's like, well, who cares about that? Like, I don't, I'm not saying everyone needs everybody's opinion on everything. That's right. That's that's what we've had for the last five or 10 years. And that's obviously hasn't worked out. But if you feel strongly about something and you have good reason to back it up, like, I don't think that that's ridiculous to say. And I think that's true of, well, I make this kind of work and it's OK if you don't like it, you know. It's like, cause I'm not well, doing what's it. What's not okay though, is if you don't like it, but you continue to make it because yes. you're hoping that somebody else will. Absolutely. That's what's not okay. 
And and I will tell you, you know, I, I read the Sergeant book over the last week and the whole second half, most of the second half is different people making comments about the painting. So-and-so in this journal said this, so-and-so in this thing said that. 50 years later, this guy wrote a book about this and he said this about it. And you know what? None of them agree. And some of them were just like, this is a super crappy painting with terrible, like, you know, uh, 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 like balance of subject and what I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's a freaking masterpiece. And, and to me and to most people nowadays, it's considered a masterpiece, but it's, it went through all kinds of opinions all the way along. And, you know, as Paul Simon said on an interview I was listening to yesterday, it's like, I don't read reviews because the reviews are more about the psyche of the person writing them than they are anything about the work that they're reviewing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, he's just well, like, I mean, it's, it's, it goes back to, I hate to quote John, wasn't it John Mayer? Where he's like, if you've got a problem with what I do, that's your problem. Yes. Yeah. And I, I I'm, um, I don't, I'm trying to stop being scared about thinking, you know what? That's fine. If you don't like it, cool. Like I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep making it because it's what I want to make. And I just have this one walk through this life. And but do you think about you don't get to demand that? Yes. All the time. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. When when you're making a picture, you're wondering if people are going to dig it. No, not when I'm making a picture, but like when I put it out there. Ah, okay. 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 Uh, and when I send it to a client or when I do any of those things, like, I, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I, I did a job recently that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't super happy with the results. Um, and I, I wrote the subject yesterday actually. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, we talked about this, that, and the other thing. Can we just for my own stuff, can we take some other ones some other time? Cause like, I, I don't like leaving things unfinished. I don't like feeling unsatisfied with something, you know? And they wrote me back today, this morning before the show. And they said, yeah, like that, you know, that would be amazing. You know, this is happening, moving offices, whatever it is. Maybe we wait a couple months or whatever, but I felt weird even writing that because there's no reason why I need to take more pictures of this person. The, the job was the job. The, 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 the client seemed happy. Wait, so you already sent off the work to the client? Oh yeah, yeah. It was for a magazine. And the magazine ran it and 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 even this the 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 person I was uh emailing with, they said, "Oh, I I quite liked the one that they used for these reasons." And I said, "Yeah, you know, I know, but I just I think I can do better. I think we can do better." You know. So is this just for your own this kind is of just portfolio for, that just This is like, for my own brain. You you need creative closure. Yes. Yeah. All right. I do you that. do you understand? I mean, do you you get where I'm coming at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like I feel like it would be it's like a door that I haven't finished. You know, I mean, like, right. you know, it's like, no, 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 no. You you've you've done the journey. Now close the door. It's like, nah, it's not done. Let me go back outside. Let me finish it for real. You know, let me finish it in a way that I square off the corners and I'm happy. Not necessarily even happy with it, but I like did my best. Like I'm not every picture I take isn't my favorite picture of all time, right. but there's things where it's like, okay, I did my best. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty good. Or let that's, me ask you this. Yeah. If, if you get what you want or if you get what you're closer to what you're looking for out of this reshoot, how does that square with the next project moving forward? Does that give you, um, 
a little confidence boost? Does yeah. it does it solve a creative or technical issue? I think that All there is the above. I think that there is a confidence boost thing in there in the sense that I feel like I I feel like I didn't strike out, but I, you know, I, I, I kept falling off the ball and then mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, one cop passed me. What what was the degree of difficulty? It's a hard question to answer, but for this shoot, it, is it bothering you because it was a softball and you should have you should have knocked it out of the park or is it bothering you because you weren't able to rise to the challenge like what what what's what's it's what's the bothering the me thing? because i was limited in the light that i could control hmm. okay i had so to use available it was a light technical and- problem that you maybe a different uh location yes. would help you overcome yes got yeah. it um and it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it that's just, it's, and I go back and I, I've been reworking the pictures the past mm. couple nights because uh, Conrad's been getting on the rower when she gets home from work. And so I have an hour to kill, you know, where I have to just kind of sit at my computer quietly because uh, workout is happening. And, uh, you know, I'll put on some music or whatever it is and I'll open up Capture One and then find something that I haven't worked on for a while or was unhappy with. And I'll open up Photoshop and I'll play with it. And I've been like tweaking Doing little, like, a little bit up there, a little bit down on the curve. No, that's not right. A little bit, you know, like I've been, sometimes I play with things that I'm unsatisfied with, thinking that little minor changes may make them click into place somehow. You know what I'm saying? Has that ever worked? I think that sometimes refinement can can push something into a groove that it's not automatically in. And mm-hmm. there's some things that, are just in the groove to begin with. And you, ha- your, your job is to not mess it up as opposed to fix it. You know, like those are yeah. two different things. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you that the versions I sent to the magazine weren't as good as the versions I've now spent hours on playing with. Cause it's sort of, I, I've, I've gotten out the two twenty and the four forty paper, you know, mm. I've been, I've been polishing them and it's like, okay, that one I'm, I'm better with. I'm happy with. But, but it's not, still not have, enough. It's not enough. Yeah. And you know what? If I have an opportunity to fix it and it's bothering me, why not fix it? Right? On 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 the just to play devil's advocate, you yep. could get another shot and it doesn't live up to even what you currently have. What sure. do you do then? How does that how does that affect what comes next? Um I I mean, yes, that could happen. I don't think that will happen if only because um problems i have with this one were things i couldn't control and once i have control i i know that i can get it within certain parameters when i have control you know mm. um yeah and 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 eventually you know and the, and the person wrote back and was just like oh well you know maybe in a few months because we're doing this same thing does how does that sound or we could do it now but it's whatever and it's like maybe we wait until the middle of next year or whatever it is to do it just to do it but like Part of me right now, especially in December, my work is always very slow in December because everyone's just doing holiday parties and waiting to leave for the holidays. You know what I mean? Like nothing happens in December. It's yeah, really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it's just like, I want to shoot, you know, uh, I have, I have a shoot on Friday. I have a shoot next Friday. I have a shoot, like I have a bunch of shoots in the next week, mostly because I just need to stay busy because I'm feeling like I'm not working enough. Um, and I kind of wanted her to say, yeah, come by tomorrow. And I've been like, let's do it. <laughs> right now you got to wait. And now I got to wait. 
So does that do does that do more to help you no, solve problems in your head, or does that just create more anxiety because you know what you want to do and you want to do it now? Yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, I'm also not a procrastinator, but it's a little bit like with those shots that I had to give myself for my headaches, right. where it's like the the apprehension of it is way scarier than the actual thing. I wish I could just jump in and do it. Like, yep, we're going today. Great, super. Let's go tomorrow morning. Right. You know, and now, now it's, it's like, nah, it's four months from now. Now I got a stew on it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, Stu, he's a good guy. Yeah. I love Stu. He really does a good stew. <laughs> do, do, has stewing ever helped you? No. No. I mean, well, okay. Maybe, but I can't think of a time that it has. And I, I mean, you, you, you know the joke. Do you need I mean, to Wilkening, stew on that before you answer? <laughs> yeah. Wilkening used to always joke with me about if you ever write an autobiography you have to call it i may have overthought this <laughs> because everything i do i i you know stew on it and yeah. it means that i you know miss opportunities or i you know whatever yeah stop 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 stewing and start eating something yeah yeah it's yeah. uh yeah it, it it also it always so um i you know i'm writing i wrote this um this uh, rom-com script and I'm having some people come over on Saturday to read it. And um, there's a whole part in it where the guy's a photographer in it. And there's a whole speech that they give it that this woman gives at the end where she's just like, you know, all you people who are commenting on this person's work, like it doesn't change the work, you know, like you're, you're, you're th th that photograph or that painting that let's say the sergeant stuff, that painting exists, whether or not people write about it and say stuff about it. And it's going to continue existing. If you say that it sucks, but your writing doesn't exist without that painting. So like, which is, which is the leech here? You know what I'm saying? Like, which is the one that, which is the actual original thing? And then years later, everyone looks at things in a different way. And suddenly what everyone hated people love, it just, it really messes with the mind of people who make stuff. Cause it's like, wow, you could yeah. hate my stuff today and love it tomorrow. It's, it's, you could love Larry it today. Hate it. Yeah. From, from uh, price of everything. Yes. Yeah. One day he's the darling. Next day, nobody wants his number. Yes. And then 30 years later, he's the darling again. Yes. Yeah. It's so, fr and I was, sometimes I think about um, Sinatra that way, right? Sinatra yeah. was Sinatra. And then in the seventies and eighties, everyone's like, Oh God, Sinatra, would you just shut up? You know? And then duet stuff comes around in the late nineties and everyone's like, Oh my God, Sinatra was amazing. It's like, dude, he was always amazing. Yeah. He was never not amazing. You know, it's, uh, I mean, personally, he was a little bit of an SOB seemingly, but like, but his music and his singing was always great. So like the way that the world thought about all that stuff or the way the world thought about the kind of music that he makes or the kind of pictures that I take or the kind of paintings you make, right? Like that all goes in waves. Right. Yeah. You can't catch those waves. You chase them, certainly. Yeah. But has that ever worked? Uh, hasn't worked yet. Not for me. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it works for some people. Or are know? those people going to like end up, they would be on that wave anyway. Well, and then, okay. Like, what do you, what do you, all right. So uh, this might make sense. It might not big. I know you're not a game person, but since you brought up games sure. earlier, I'm going to yeah. jump. Uh Rockstar is is working on Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, I saw right? the links. Yep. Trailer just came out yesterday. 
GTA 5 has earned over $8 billion. Okay? Yeah. It is, it is the most lucrative entertainment property in history. Bigger than movies, bigger than TV, bigger... $8 billion. Which is crazy because I've never played any of them. For, yeah, for this game that came out 10 years ago. Yeah. And they had said several years back that, like, we're, you know, we're making, you know almost a billion dollars a year on this 10 year old game. Why should we make another one? That's and what now they said. They're coming out with, yeah. And now they're coming out with, you know, GTA six and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I'm sure they're going to, but on, on one level, on, on one, on one hand, how do you, how do you approach something that has been so incredibly successful? How do you approach the sequel to that? When, when we've seen Marvel just tank in recent films, two hundred million sure. on on Ant Man and the Wasp, nearly two hundred and seventy five million on the Marvels, and and Iger says the reason the Marvels tanked was because they didn't have enough executives attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, spoiler, Bob. I don't think that's it. How you often? Know? I mean, in the same arv. And excuse my ignorance. How often yeah. would a new version of Call of Duty come out that didn't make back its money? Does that happen in in the AAA you know, I, world? I, I mean, there's I, I some that are blow away, you know, make billions of dollars, and then there are some that make six hundred million and they cost three hundred yeah. million to make. And they keep coming. They they have to. I would think they have to make money because they're they're coming out with them every couple of years. Right. 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 Um. I don't know that it's every year. I'm not. I'm not a I don't know. I don't know. Um, but just in terms of a, of a creative project, let's say you have a runaway. Well, okay. Let, you know, let's say you have a runaway project of, of photographs. Yep. There's gotta be a temptation to do the same thing or something similar because you got at least partially what you wanted out of that, sure. out of that project. Yeah. But how do you, how do you, do you reinvent yourself? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been looking at... at well, look at all the people you know, who were crazy successful when they were younger. Look at, you know... Um, uh, um, ugh, I just had it in my head and I completely lost it. The Cindy, No, the early Cindy Sherman work, right? Like, Oh, yeah. But if somebody brings up Cindy Sherman, you're still thinking about that work. You're not thinking about the newer work. She's still Maybe doing auto... Yeah. She's still doing self-portraits and she's still doing all that stuff. But when people talk about why she's amazing, it's the f original sets of work. And do you think that's true for a lot of the bigs? Like, yes. are we talking uh, Stephen Shore, early work, Meyerowitz, early work? How, how much of Saul Leiter stuff, later Saul Leiter stuff, does anybody look at? You know, when he was running around with the yeah. pocket camera. I mean, I think there, there were people like Avedon and Penn or whatever it is who did amazing stuff throughout their life. But I think there were a lot of people who made really good stuff at the beginning of their lives. And, you know, I mean, the Sergeant painting I like he made when he was 26 years old. So then does it, does it make sense to not chase success because success makes you lazy? I guess the question is, do, do or does success do, make, I mean, I'm not saying that it does. Do those I'm people saying. think they're doing something new or do they think they're just doing the same, like in their head of mind of minds? I, no one's ever going to say it in an interview. Right? Yeah. But do you think that those people in their own heads ever think, you know, I was trying to do the same thing I did before and it didn't work this time. Maybe I should do something different. Or do you think they think, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing something different and 
And then people are just like, it's exactly the same as the old stuff. And you're like, no, it's different. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on in their heads. I, I, I mean, it's definitely the, you know, the classic second album slump kind of stuff, right? You know, sophomore yeah. thing, right? This is the classic. You've been working on these songs for five years and now you have six months to write the next one. That's, yeah. and I that's mean, definitely I'm, a thing. I'm coming at it from like from my own work. It hasn't been successful because I haven't really put it out there to give it a chance to either succeed or fail, but creatively, creatively. Okay. Yep. Do I keep doing the things that I, I know I can do this and I can just update it a little bit and I can tweak it a little bit. You know, I can, you know, make a few changes here and there. Or do you, do you go, okay, because I can, because I know I can do that relatively well. Yep. Is it time to leave that behind? Is it, is it, is it, is it always better to be off balance and not worry about what you did before? Yeah. Like should, should, should Rockstar have just said, you know what? Grand Theft Auto was great. We're not going to do another one. We're going to yeah, start we're a gonna new do, IP yeah. and we're going to do this new thing. But what if they said, we're going to do Grand Theft Marina and it's boats, you know, like is, is, is that enough of a departure or does it have to be a whole new idea? We're going to, you know, go, you know, Thor was a really great comic book, but we're never going to do any more Thors because we've said everything we want to say and we're going to go on to the next one. Well, that's the big question. The idea of the limited series and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, you know, and I'm not saying that like you say, I'm not going to take photographs anymore, but you know, is it worth, is it Eno's thing of like, I've only ever had one good idea and I've just been refining it and chasing it ever since. Yeah. Or do you, do you get to a point of, for lack of a better, let's call it mastery. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and maybe it's not, but, but just for the sake of argument, like I can do this relatively well, maybe sure. even good. Yeah. And because it's no longer that much of a challenge for me, do I leave it behind and go to someplace that is a challenge for me? Because then there's an unpredictability there and I don't know what I'm going to get. And that's exciting. Uh, that's why I've been writing. Yeah. Not just taking pictures. Cause mm -hmm. I, it's like, I, I, I know I can take pictures of people fairly well. Am I the best mm -hmm. ever? Have I done everything I'm going to do? No, 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 no. But like, I don't get, I don't get that like new person excitement thing. You know, the newbie excitement part. I'm in the yeah. refinement stages of my career there, not in the, oh my God, I've just figured out, cracked it all open at 48, soon to be 49 years old. Um, And I guess that's the wrestle right now is, yeah. is, is it, is it, a, is it enough to just keep refining? Finding well and, enough for you know, who is enough for you or enough for, for the me. world or no 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 for me well for me, that's for, yeah that's because you know I'm I'm shit at getting stuff and promoting stuff and getting it like all that and so you're 87 only, so you really don't yeah. have much time left <laughs> I'm I'm just looking at it from from the standpoint of making the work if if I know that I can do this pretty well is yeah. it time to uh, I don't know for the throw away acrylics or take a break from it. Let's not throw it away. Cause I just bought a bunch and it was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a sale. Uh, of course. Is it, is it, is it, is it a time to, you know, put acrylics aside and go, okay, I'm going to do a body of work with, with encaustic or with oil and cold wax because yes, it's still painting, but it's a different medium that I've never used and I don't know what to expect. Sure. So I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, I'm going to go, you know, start embroidery and start from scratch with a, a completely new skill set, but I'm giving myself some unpredictability 
in what I'm doing. Okay. My question. That, that's, that's what I'm having a difficult time with, with processing. Cause I love what I've done so far. Yeah. You know, I've got a bunch of paintings that, that, you know, as I, I have different days, I have good days and bad days where I think it's all shit and I think all it's all good, but there's some good stuff in there. I Not guess a lot, but there's yeah. some good stuff. My question to you though, if, if I was going to make a big change and it was a thing somebody was paying me for, they expect X and I can't just give them J, right? Yes. If you take a big chance, if you go in a completely different direction one day, but you know, spend $80 on materials, start messing around in your studio and it doesn't work out, who loses? Like if you like is is well that's the thing is is nobody loses. There, yeah, there's a if there, anything is you can risk. only win. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You either are nowhere or you're forward. You're not backwards. That's yeah. That's actually a good point. I'm just wondering, yeah. like in your own head, it's 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 not like there's anything on the line. Right. It's all right. play. You're, you're not selling, you know, 42 paintings a day, and then you change and you go, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 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 It's all play at that point. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just wonder, like in your own head, you know, even if I'm doing something for fun, generally the person, you know, expects to get a few pictures out of it at the very least. It's like, so I can't just, you know, look, I took a picture of you. It was just a silhouette with, you know. Yeah. Right. Monsters on your head. Yeah. There there is a certain expectation. Sure. Yeah. You know, you could literally do the thing where it's a silhouette with monsters and. And that's it. As long as it makes you happy. Who can? I think. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's that way across the board, right? I don't run ads on the shows, on the podcasts, so I can, there's no expectation there. I can. This also goes back to the whole thing of like, say what you want to say. It doesn't matter. Like what people think about what you want to say, other than the fact that somebody could say, listen to this show and say, well, I'm not listening to Bill and Jeffrey anymore. Now they're saying nonsense that I don't believe in or whatever. Right. Right. Like, okay, great. Well, we're not doing ads right now either. So, you know, we're not at a loss. If if we have a thousand listeners or 10,000 listeners or 20,000 listeners, you and I are still having the same conversation. Right. This is all play. So why why does freedom yeah. become, I don't know, almost a hindrance maybe or or... Somebody needs to put a fire under our asses. <laughs> right. No, yeah. not literally. Put down the matches. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Do you need somebody to buy you $80 worth of materials? Like what, you know what I mean? Like what? $80. What do you get? One color? Or, you know, or whatever. I'm just saying that like, you know. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I mean, I've thought about. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think I have a plan. I really do. I think I have a plan. Um things have been purchased. Other things are, are waiting to be purchased because they're out of stock. But man, I think it's, it's, I think I've finally come around to, it's such a great time to be me because the only expectations I have are those that I set for myself. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty damn good place to be. I mean, I'm also not a huge fan of the holidays and stuff. So oh yeah, no. for me, busy hands better. Yeah. Um, well, you, you know, I was talking to Adrian about this the other day. It, it, it almost made it, no, not almost, it made it worse going to see Linda because it just reinforced that in terms of, of, uh, 
family, you know, wife and all that notwithstanding, that that's it. She's it. I'm it. Yeah. You know, and she even said to me, she's like, it's at one point, and I know she didn't mean it in a bad way, but she's like, you know, when you, you know, when you die, that's it. That's the end of the, that's the end of the family. Right. She was, she wasn't giving you crap for not having your own children. No, 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 not at all. Just, just pointing that out because, you know. Wait, there's no brothers or cousins or anything in your family? No, 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 no. Um, you know, and I, it's, it's very strange, you know, it just made it, it made it that much more kind of poignant. Sure. Uh, I guess. You know, there's and, a, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a thing in the, the Heather, somebody pointed out to Heather and I in the cemetery near us that, you know, some last names have a period at the end mm. and that that is like, there were no male heirs to carry on the name. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So my name will have a period at the end. Yeah. But you know what? Okay. Like, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's a certain amount of like, all right. And you know, yeah, still, still I guess. plenty of people. It, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't mean to. No, I, I, I down. Uh, I just, it is, it I, is an interesting idea though, that, but at the same time, your bad, bad, bad word for these, but like you're sitting in this, that you're like wallowing in this feeling, right? Yeah. Is, is better than not feeling it. Yeah. I mean, but then I, I go have a conversation with my friend Charles and he's like, you're not going to win this one. You're, you can choose not to feel this way. And you, whatever you throw at me, I, I, I got a response for you. So you're, you're not, I'm not going to let you win this. Yeah. It, it definitely is a, you know, there are those people who say you need to experience your emotions and your sadness and all the rest of it, because that's the only way to get through it, is just sort of like, let it go through you, not try to hide from it, you know? Um, but then there are other people like apparently your friend Charles who say, well, screw that. Like this is, I'm going to waste my time on earth feeling bad about something that I have no control right. over. Like right. the heck right. with that. Like, and, the, that and, and you're the, the point he was trying to make was you're spending this time that you oblivious could be spending doing to stuff. what's, yeah. what's here. Yeah. The people that are around you, the people that the, the experiences that you can have, like it's great because you, you do have you, a family though. Yes. And that's, it's and great that's, that you, yeah. you know, respect all of them and, and miss them, but don't let that paralyze. Man, you. I was listening to, uh, you know, Ben Rector. I sent you a record. Uh, the, the, I yeah. sent you that guy. There was a, I was following on Instagram the other day and I just flipped through and his story was, it was him and one of the guys from his band in a bathroom of like one of the places they were playing and that sounded good. The acoustics were good. And they were doing a, uh, a, a cover version of Forever and Ever Amen. You know, the, the mm, yeah, Randy sure. Travis yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a good song. But I went and listened to the actual song and man, it made me so sad because all I could think about is my wife and how much I love her, right? Yeah. And yeah. how much like it is us from here on, Yeah. you know, it's she and I. And there is a weird thing that happens as you get older where you realize that, all of the people who were with you at the beginning, they're all going to be gone someday. And you are now with the people that you chose to be with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's... The, there's a lot of poignancy in all of that. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, Adrian brought that up this morning. Like, you know, 
look at your chosen family. Yes, exactly. I'm a you big know? fan of chosen family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, no, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to be, mm, mm. uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, did you see that we got a voicemail from Tom in Michigan a couple weeks ago? I don't get them. Okay. I don't, know why I'll, I don't get them. I, I'll start figuring out how to send them to you. But yeah, he, what, he says in it, he said, he asked what it's like to share so much about ourselves in a podcast. Mm. And I mean, you and I were just talking about some pretty heavy stuff. Do you ever think about that? Do I ever think about what, what, what we share? Yeah. And, and, no. and it's like, it just it, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, maybe I should, you know, but. But isn't that why I, the show's good? You know, I I hope. Yeah. You know, maybe. I guess it's it's hard stuff to some of the stuff that we talk about is hard stuff to talk about. And my hope is that if we are able to talk about it, and 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 we really have since the beginning, when we really didn't even know each other all that well. Yeah. If we can talk about it, then maybe. You, listener, can talk about it with people that you know well, don't know well. Maybe it, it, it's it's an it really is an effort to 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 connect us and to go. Well, hey, I've got something like that in my life. I should I should talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I think I have to talk about the stuff that's that's going on. Otherwise, I just sit and going back to stew. I just sit and stew on it. I just sit and and. You know, I'm like that. What are they? What are those things with the little, the little thing on the top where it's like a? What, what do they call like those? Like a ticker tape? What are you talking about? Like a uh, no, like a pot. Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah, pressure yeah. Pressure cooker. cooker right? Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Um, you know, it just it's healthier for me to talk about it. To have and a steam vent. Yeah, <laughs> that's the and, show. And, <laughs> And because you have experienced some of the same types of things, there's a there's a kindred kind of spiritedness mm-hmm. that goes along with that. But you know, one of Adrian's closest friends in the world uh, came and stayed with us recently for a couple of days. Okay, and very similar situation. She's lost her parents, and and there was a kinship there that it's. It's a terrible club to belong to, but everybody who's a member can relate to everybody else. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's inevitable. And it's inevitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think the, 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 the things that, that you and I talk about, even if it does get a little down, a little heavy, mm-hmm. ultimately, I hope it's uplifting because it, it is... It is, it is part of that experience that we are all going to go through most likely at some point. Yes. And, and, you know, I, I know as you do from the, you know, thousands of emails that we've gotten over the years yeah. that there are people out there who appreciate it and who have gotten comfort from the, 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 the candidness with which we speak about these things. The candidity. Candidity. <laughs> yeah. No, so you're right. So no, I don't, I don't think of, I mean, I'm, everything's kind of fair game. You know, if there is something yeah. that that's off limits, I'll, I'll, and somebody wants to ask me about it offline that, okay, that's fine. But, yeah. you know, and I won't, I won't 
try, I try not to talk about any, like I won't talk about Adrian's personal things or, right. you know, like that kind of thing. But I mean, it is, it, myself, it is know. weird though that you, we never discussed it at the beginning. You and no. I never said, oh, we're going to start this show and we're going to talk about really heavy personal stuff and how it intersects with our work. Like that was never the point. No, no, I don't think it's ever been. Certainly not I mean, a conscious decision. No, it wasn't explicitly. No, no, we just started talking and that's where we went and it works yeah. and people like it. And I get a lot from it and you get a lot from it. So it's, you know, yeah, it's really, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know why, I, maybe I don't know how to, to do it any other way. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the other, I, I mean, you, you, know, you I, and I could script these things out. Yeah. Put lots of cuts in them. And... <laughs> right. I'm going to pass it over to Jeffrey to discuss. Uh... Yeah, I do that with with a lot of, I mean, this this new friend, Charles, yeah. he and I have, have gone to some really heavy places and I've only ever seen him at his ice cream shop. I mean, we just, and it was from like the second time we met, we just sat down in the shop and just started talking. And yep. and I think it's, I think you you can, you can find that that other person. You can sense that person in conversation where you can and can't go. Yeah, I was my I was talking to my therapist last couple of weeks ago about talking about somebody. He's just like, "Holy cow!" He's just like, "You need a new profession. You're too good at getting people to open up about stuff." And I was right. like, "Well, I that's what I do." You know what I mean? Like that's and that's part of where I think my advantage is in the work that I do. It's like, yeah, I mean, I can take pictures of it is, but I have good moments with people and then there's a camera there and that's a good thing. And I love the moment. Mm. I love talking to you about this stuff and getting heavy. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. some, there's something I enjoy about it. Um, even when it's sad, it's still, it feels like there's progress being made and ideas being thrown around and, and that I'm alive. And that's way more interesting to me than, a bunch of, you know, superficial nonsense. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you want to, you want to do? Uh, there is one more question or we could go to our photographer of the week. What do you feel like doing? What's the question? The question is for Andrew from Seattle. He's asking about balancing out elements in a photo and kind of more how you do that when you look at your work. So even when you're with your paintings and stuff, how, how do you see composition? Do you think about it? <laughs> it's all on a grid, man. It's okay. Are, seriously? Are you like straight on modernist 60s grid kind of idea? Yeah. I'm obsessed with grids. I'll play with them. I'll, I'll stretch and pull and push. But yeah. I, 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 love, I love trying to push how much chaos I can create within the order of the grid. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, a couple weeks ago when my mother was here for thanksgiving and you know we we've been taking her to see a lot of art and we went and ended up going to the met manet Degas exhibit oh my god it's so good yeah um i've this is like my fifth time through and i'm standing looking at uh olympia you know the big manet painting that's there that's super famous and there is a like a a, a screen behind her that is like 100% straight down the middle golden section. You know, it's like, it is exactly where it would be. Not exactly rule of thirds, but definitely, you know, golden ratio kind of thing right down the middle. And I was just like, man, 
it's everywhere. All of this stuff is everywhere in the best stuff, you know, like, you know, your rule of thirds and weighting and composition and, 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 and balance between things and all the rest of it. I mean, you look at the stuff that is really, really famous or good. And there's a reason why it works in your eyes. You know what I mean? Our eyes are meant to hear in the same way that our, our ears are meant to hear harmony in a certain way. And you listen mm. to stuff and you go, Oh yeah, that, that next chord change is satisfying for these reasons. There are visual versions of all of those things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you, I think the, 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 the best ones work out when you're not consciously thinking of trying to do it. And it just act not accidentally, but subconsciously do those things. Mm -hmm. Generally feels more real. Cause I guess it's sort of organic to me. I don't know to you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I, if I start thinking about it consciously, it's generally not as good as when I do it naturally, but it's, yeah, the grid thing I is think funny. That's true. I think that's true. Even though ultimately if you're at the same place, what difference does it make? What do you mean? Well, uh, you know, it, did Manet put this screen in the back of the thing thinking, oh yes, that's exactly, you know, I'm going to measure out the ratio of left to right. And I'm going to split it here. Or is he just like, oh, yeah, the screen should go here. And this feels good. And this feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't it, know. It does I mean, feel I, good. I've I've done. I can say I've done both. I've I've sort of intuited where things should go. Yeah. And then I've also measured out. So it's, you know. It's 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 proportional to where it should go. Sure. Um. Oftentimes I'm, you know, if I'm moving things into place, I'm pretty accurate that way. Yep. Um, but I think it's, 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 it's no great gift or skill. I think it's, it's purposeful repetition since I'm a kid. Have you ever done you know? those things where you can choose letters in like a headline and move them left and right and like hand kern them? And then you can click check and it'll like tell you whether or not it's as good as it oh, could uh -uh. be. No. Yeah, there's like these. What, is it like an online thing? Yeah, they, they, I, I, I'd have to find it. But like, they, yeah, there were these things basically, it's, you know, it's a word and it's kerned a certain way and you could grab the letters and slide them left and right to like make the kerning correct. And then you can check your work basically. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah I've never seen that. But, you know, I'm pretty good at it. Not necessarily perfect, but I'm sure you and I would both be pretty good. Like, oh, no, no, no. There needs to be a little more room between that I and that O or whatever, you know. That's funny. No, I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll find it. Let's see. Kerning game. Let's see if anything comes up. Yeah, kern type. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. That's what it's called. Kern type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's type method ac. <laughs> uh, this is one of them. I don't know if this is the one, but uh, but yeah, yeah. This is a totally, totally a, a good example. Type method ac. I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, okay. And then you can just move it around. Oh, that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. But it's definitely, I mean, that's a nerd thing, but that's a good example of what we're talking about, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it, over here it feels right. Yeah, you know? that's fun. Yeah. See, I thought you would. You'd, you'd like Oh, that. yeah. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Neat. Okay. <laughs> I like the there idea goes, that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. There right. goes my day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, we got to do Elliot Erwitt, right? Yeah. Boy. Even if we've done him before. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. A lot of these guys, man. 
they're old. Oh, I just did this wave thing. hundred out of a hundred. There you go. See, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got to say about Elliot Erwitt, who passed away last week? You know, one of the things that I love most about Elliot Erwitt is he took neither his photographs nor himself seriously, but he himself was a serious photographer. Ooh, well put. That is my favorite aspect of his work. He had fun. He, he, if he could put a smile on your face before you started analyzing composition and, and the technical nature of the photograph, that seems like that was his happy place. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I never met him. Uh, I know people who who have met him. Uh, uh, Bettina LaPlante is, was very good friends with him. Um, always had great things to say about him. Generous man, very comfortable around other people, very generous with his time and a wicked smart sense of humor. I mean, yes. it, which you can, you can obviously kind of glean from his work. And the crazy um, observational stuff of just like, you know, the, the bulldogs on a person sitting yeah. on pieces like that, all that nonsense is amazing. Yeah. I, you know, he was an observer Yeah, and, and you can, you can tell from his work that he not only loved what he did in my opinion, but he loved the people that he got to interact with or observe while he was doing what he did. Yes. This is, this is a man who, who was seemingly, I don't, again, I don't know him, but if, if I just had to form an opinion by looking at his pictures, I would say that he loved his life, that he loved people and yep. he loved putting smiles on people's faces. Yep. And that's a pretty damn good life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some of these just feel like magic moments, you know? Yeah. He was definitely in the right place at the right time or created these moments that were just, I don't know, really special. Yeah. Definitely um, one of my favorites. Um, and, you know, he carved out that, that, that niche of, I mean, could you say he was a street photographer? Sure. Could you yeah. say he was a portrait photographer? Sure. Could yeah. you say like all of these things, but, but the amount of kind of cleverness without trying to be so clever. Sure is I think what he was, was one of, if not the best at. Yes. So anyway, how about you? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I tend to be, it's to me, a lot of his more romantic kind of images, mm -hmm. um, feel a little Robert Duano to me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially the Paris stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then a lot of the New York stuff is very silly in a way that, Duano would not be. So it's, 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 it's almost like he's multiple photographers, as you were saying, like he just does a bunch of different things and that's okay. You know, man, those, those yeah. bulldogs are uh, really funny. One of the people that joins us from, from uh, on the little morning walk and talks that we do, mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas, who, if, if you're listening, hi, Nicholas, uh, was saying that he just bought a Duano print um, oh, really? recently. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I know. <laughs> He said something like, "Could he buy me a Duano print?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Duano is obviously one of the greats too. But yeah, I've got a few of Elliot's books. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I one, two. I have four of his books. So I, I really like him. Yeah, it's uh, you know, listen, and it, it's sad when somebody passes away, but then at the same time, you know, he was ninety-five years old. This this man lived a long full life 
And, yes. and it's okay for our earlier discussion to put a period at the end of a life, you know? Yeah. And that, um, I mean, the other thing is for a little bit of time, people are going to go back mm-hmm. and look at his work. Maybe some people are going to discover him for the first time. Yep. But for a time, that work will be part of our creative conversation. Yes. And I think that's pretty cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then he was there for a lot of crazy moments. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like it's stuff with uh, Khrushchev and he was there at Arlington during JFK's funeral. You know, I was listening to the the Rob Reiner JFK thing the other day. Mm-hmm. I haven't. No, it's on my list. I haven't listened to it. Actually, yet. it wasn't the Rob Reiner one. It was it was the rest is history is also talking about the JFK assassination from the shooting in the car to them being on for Jackie standing next to LBJ getting sworn in on the airplane was about two hours. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. Talk about like your life changing in a, in a split second. Holy cow. Two hours. All of that happened in two hours. Anyway, it's crazy stuff. Um, here, I'm going to send you this article. Look at this, this hero shot for this article on the BBC uh, about Elliot Erwitt. Backstage at the Tropicana, Las Vegas, 1957. Look at that shot. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh. Sure, sure no one in your family's in the background there? Yeah. <laughs> Him with his little Leicas. Yeah. I just, so great. So great. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. Elliot Irwin. Uh, yeah, classic. Absolute classic. Um, if you want to send us a voicemail. Which apparently doesn't come to me. I will start figuring out right. how to forward them to you. 929-390-1916. Uh, or write us uh, an email, which does get to Jeffrey and I, guaranteed, podcast at <laughs> ontakingpictures.com. Yeah, I wonder why the... the uh... Do, do the voicemails not go to the same I, address? Did they used to go to both of us? Well, I had to I start to a new. Them? I had to start a new one because the old one expired. Oh, okay. But okay. I can't I figure out like how to add a second email address to send it to. Maybe I can have all the things that come out of there automatically get sent to you from my email, but then you'd have to log in to hear them. But it I'll goes figure it out. like all of the podcasted on taking picture stuff I get. Yeah, just because that gets forwarded straight through HostGator, I'll figure it out. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll come. Wait, up so is it. it's Google Voice, right? So it's it should Google Google Voice. Yeah, it should be tied. Hmm. I don't know. Or just uh, send me the send me the 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 what do you call it? Login. Yes. Uh, Although that's your primary login. Don't no, do it's a don't secondary one. I'll figure out a way to get them to you. I can always right. send. I can attach MP3s. I can download an MP3 and send it to you too. Uh, oh, get okay. Um. Oh, and uh, one last thing. If you get a chance, go on the Apple Podcast app and review us because that really helps. And I know a few of you have recently, and thank you for that. Um, and we will... Just be kind. Be gentle. Jeffrey can't handle it unless you're gentle. <laughs> I really can't. Just... I can't. I'm telling you. There have been a couple, and I'm I'm a wreck for weeks. <laughs> I'm like, but I didn't mean to... I was trying to... The great Ugh. majority of them are very positive, Jeffrey. Uh, I don't even look. I don't <laughs> even look. So thank you, but I don't look. Because I can't take it. It messes me up. I know. You're such a sensitive soul. I'm fragile. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Going on and on.
Say what you wanna say. I know what you will say. We-